Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacy Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking help. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the Paleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Welcome back. Hi, Sarah. Uh, also welcome back. Thank you. I'm an East Coaster again. Are I have you, to say. Did you, did you, how did you do with the jet lag this time? So it was kind of interesting. I intentionally took a red eye. and Ooh. Ooh, Intentionally? Intentionally. So I was able to upgrade my flight for a very nominal fee mm. relative to a nonstop. Intentionally. Yes. Like it was a nonstop um east to west coast flight and usually upgraded seats are very expensive this one had an an option at a not very expensive rate and i was like this sounds like a good life choice like <laughs> i can <laughs> i can sleep uh, and i did i was able to sleep on the plane overall i think my jet lag coming from west coast to east coast usually lasts like 3 to 4 days my body has a really difficult time adjusting in this one on the second day, I was human again. So, like, I came home. I did sleep on the flight. I came home. I took a nap. And I took a slow day that day. And then the next day, I was feeling much better. Um, so. Oh, that the upgrade? Yeah, for sure. Or the red eye. It was. Combo. So, I've done red eye in regular seats. I cannot sleep. Oh. I have to be able to, like, lay down. And I, so. I, the last red eye I took, uh, it was literally, like, torture yeah i was so miserable i got super sick when i got home it was yeah and it was when i wait i think it was after we went on book tour together i think i took a red eye home because i had to be home for i don't know a child's birthday or something (laughs) and something really important and um and so we were exhausted after um the uh that that particular tour and, uh, yeah, and then I took a red eye home, and I remember thinking it was a bad choice. Yeah, I, I did that um, same life choice. I actually had a couple of stops after you left, and those, I remember the last stop was just, I was, like, beyond exhausted. But, um, so anyway, it was definitely the, the upgraded seat. I cannot sleep um, red eye regular. I only took the red eye cause the, this option was available, but, um, it was nice to come back and feel human though. I am incredibly behind, um, from missing a week of regular work and then a week of like hobby, the other, the blog, all that, <laughs> exactly all that stuff, passion <laughs> projects, as I've been calling them lately to people at the office who are all like, did you have a great vacation? And I was like, well, actually the weather was nicer here than it was in LA and it wasn't a vacation. I was working on my passion project and they look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, yep, that's what I use my vacation time on. But, um, it is what I use my vacation project time on because it, I really do, just like you, love doing this stuff. And I wouldn't do it if I didn't genuinely love it. And um, 
I found myself describing myself as a workaholic because I work so much. Like I have just recently pulled back and I'm, I'm really conscientiously trying to make time for other things right now and make time for hobbies. And I'm still working like 50, 55 hours a week. And that's like me pulling it back and taking it really easy. And I, I, I realize, you know, maybe it's, I don't know if it's that I'm a workaholic. I don't know if it's like an actual like drive to just really work hard so much as I love what I'm doing. It feels really important. I love making a difference. And that is the driver. It's, it's, it's kind of easy to apply yourself at this level when it's a passion project, as you so eloquently said. Yes. Well, obviously I agree with you there. Um, the amount of hours I work a week are a lot higher than that. Yeah. But well, I have, I mean, mine's, mine has been traditionally much, much higher yeah. and it's only the last couple of weeks that I've been really trying to pull back. But I do think, you know, what's interesting for me is this particular trip, I had an opportunity to truly affect change and it would have been way easier for me not to go. Like it just, you know, I have stuff going on at work and I'm still kind of catching up from the holidays and um, all that kind of stuff. And it just would have been easier not to go. But I truly thought about it because this is one of my things. A couple of years ago, I am living with intention and I'm living with transparency and honesty. Like this is a thing that I'm, I'm really focused on doing for myself. And, um, I thought about it and I was like, I really want to go. I want to be able to, to give input to a brand that I love and I want to be able to still feel good about it and to encourage it and to like the products that are coming out. And if I have a say in that, in what's happening in 2018, then I feel that much better about it with my community. And so I worked through my regular work vacation. Um, and that's okay. I feel, I feel really good about it. And it was and interestingly enough during a week. So like, I didn't miss that much time with the boys and I got back, um, early Thursday morning from the red eye. And so the boys were in school when I took a nap and they got out of school early on Thursday and they had Friday off of school. And so I was here to hang out with them all day Friday and it worked really, really well. And I just would encourage people like, as we're talking about pulling back and passion projects and this kind of stuff, I think for me, what I learned is I had to learn to focus on doing the things that brought me joy, doing the things that I felt like made a difference, doing the things that also financially supported my family, because there were a lot of activities that I was doing that I didn't necessarily love that I felt like I needed to do. But then when I looked at why I was like, well, it's not financially supporting us significantly. It's not giving me joy. It's not adding value to my life. It's not adding value significantly to other people's lives. Could I affect things better by reallocating my time a different way? And the answer was yes. And so I just think like, that's something that I'm what I mean by living with intention and living with honesty is it's with myself too, right? Like I need to think about the things that are going to be the best use of my time, the best time away from the family. Like I don't want to give that so freely anymore. And so it doesn't mean that you don't get to do passion projects. It doesn't mean that you can't be a workaholic if that's what you want to be. And if that's what fuels you, and it certainly does for me, but it, 
got to a point where it was dragging me down and I felt really weighted by it and it didn't feel great and fun anymore. And I think that's where those of us with type A personalities, especially with autoimmune conditions, we can really be affected by that negativity and that stress that's in our lives that we often bring on ourselves. And we just have to be able to you know, self-police, so to speak. And, uh, it'd be so hard though. It is so hard. And I mean, like, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it or pretend like it's not because you know, as well as I know that sometimes you just find yourself in the middle of something and you don't even realize like, how did this, how did I get here? Like, how did these decisions come about? Because I, you know, like I, I'm raising my hand right now, like, excuse me, I'd like to, I'd like to start right. over. <laughs> Well, and I think what's funny about that is um, I, something that I alluded to was that, like right now, I've really pulled back on how much I'm working. Um, it to and I said to make time for hobbies, which really means I overcommitted myself on the hobby front, <laughs> and it's taking time away from work. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, I think there's there's a um, there's a reason why this type of the, the personality traits that you and I have in common here, the type A personality is so strongly linked to autoimmune disease and other chronic illnesses. And um, it can be really tough to strike that balance and keep priorities in check and especially put self-care on that priority list. That to me is always, um, it's always a challenge. And what I had to do a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm going down a different tangent now. Um, I had to do a couple of years ago was start thinking about self-care activities as like part of my job, like uh, going to the gym, working out is part of my job. Going to bed early is and getting enough sleep is part of my job. And it wasn't until I started thinking about those like basic self-care needs as, um, you know, that they're, they're just as important as anything else on my to-do list because this is all part of, you know, my responsibilities that I was able to sort of consistently get them done. And I, I realized that was kind of a tangent, but, um, I did kind of want to emphasize that it, it can be getting that balance right can be really tough. Well, I will say one of the things that we've done is pull back the show to be <laughs> kind of a, a check-in show. We've had a lot of um, researched information from you um, and some in-depth shows lately. And given where I am and the things that I need to be doing, and I know you're incredibly busy supporting the AIP lecture series, Um we, we try not to do shows that don't add value to your life because we realize that your time is limited as well. And we appreciate you being here. Um, so hopefully this has at the very least offered some perspective on spoken to you in some sort of way in terms of what adds value and does not add value to your life and uh, surrounding yourself with, you know, positivity and things that, um, bring joy and add value to your life versus um, learning to let go of the things that don't. And I know like the, the lecture series was, was that for you, right? It was like a passion well, project. I've been so, I, I just hang on. Cause I just have to be effusive for a minute here. 
I have been so enjoying uh, running the the AIP lecture series. So for our listeners who might not know, this was exactly a passion project. I've been wanting to put together an online course for a while because I have this like teaching and mentorship background as part of my academic training. I'm an award-winning public speaker. I do a lot of public speaking and I, you know, I've done books and I've done, um, blogs and I've done, you know, blog posts and I've done some seminars and I, I really wanted a way to kind of explain this material in this in-depth way, um, more than what I could do in a typical seminar or a typical, you know, talk at a conference and then, and in a different medium than just writing about it. And so it was one of the things that I, I mean, I really overextended myself last year, finishing Paleo Principles and putting together the AIP lecture series at the same time. Um, but they're probably my two, like Paleo Principles is my favorite book. And the, I mean, like um, Protocol Lecture Series is is one of my favorite projects. It's come together like better than I envisioned. The feedback has been so crazy, overwhelmingly positive people are loving it. And one of the things that I tried to do with this course was really bridge that entire range of needs from the person who just, you know, got a diagnosis and, or even thinks that they might have a a condition and is completely new to dietary changes, (laughs) like period, to the person who's been doing AIP for a few years and needs some kind of help refining and every person in between. And what's been amazing has been the feedback is that this course is serving that entire range of people, which is phenomenal. And I've had people, um, you know, just there's a a private Facebook group where I'm in every day answering questions. And um, it's I mean, every day there's just a new someone who just wants to share how much they're enjoying the course, which is so gratifying for me to see that level of enthusiasm for the material and you know, there's comments like, um, you know, one, one woman taking the course said, I feel better. The course isn't even over. And she said, I feel better than I have in the last 22 years. And it's just, it's so amazing to see these people who, you know, are, you know, alternative healthcare professionals taking the course, you know, they've been doing AP for a long time and they're taking the course more because they follow my work and they love my work rather than they felt like they were going to learn anything and they're blown away by how much they're learning. And then the person who's completely new to, I mean, there was one person who took the course just because she, she doesn't have an autoimmune diagnosis. She just knows that she needs to lose weight and she thinks the AIP will help her. And, you know, she's loving the course. And so like the whole that whole spectrum. And it's been so much fun. I, it's been completely different than anything else I've done. It's, it's different than interacting with people on social media. It's different than even an in-person seminar. And there's, there's something about the level of connection through this course and just the, um, the enthusiasm for the scientific detail that is just, I mean, you don't need that going in, but you kind of get that through the learning experience of these lectures. Um, Cause there's the courses um, 16 hours of lectures. And then I do these video frequently asked questions in the Facebook group. And then there's like reading action steps, self-discovery exercises, um, 
for like and printables for every single lecture. There's 42 lectures. So it's a huge, huge, huge amount of material. And I, I just um, I'm really proud of it. Like it's, it's just made me go like I this is something I definitely, uh, you know, when I'm done <laughs> writing this next book. Did I mention that? Um, I'm writing another book. Uh, but when I'm, I'm done writing this next book, like, uh, I want to do another course because it's, it's such a phenomenal way to communicate these linked and really important ideas in a sort of multimedia way. Cause there's so many different ways of connecting with the material. And I feel like I have found my element in this course. Like I, I just, as you can tell, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. Um, I've been loving it, and we're um, so for anyone who is interested, it is the complete scientific foundation for the autoimmune protocol, diet and lifestyle. There's some practical how-to, but it's not a coaching course. It's more like a um, community college course for your health. Um, so it's, it's not coaching, but it's the, all of the whys with a lot of practical, how to do this wrapped in. And it goes into things like troubleshooting and healing the gut and reintroductions and, uh, finding, you know, balance and sustainability. It touches on all of those things throughout the, the lecture series. And uh, the next session will run, it will start March 18th. Um, but you can go to my website right now and get on the wait list. So um, if you just go to the paleomom.com, you'll find it, but you can get on the wait list right now to make sure that you reserve a spot for the next session. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing and I'm expecting uh, enrollments to uh, go quickly in the next session for sure. Awesome. I know that I, too have gotten a lot of incredible gratification that I wasn't expecting out of running my own like private group community and the kind of connections that you can have with people. So I imagine that with all the education material you're sharing, that there is an incredible amount of uh, togetherness and information sharing, networking, brainstorming, as well as, you know, education and that kind of stuff is just awesome to connect with people. So, um, that said, I'm going to say for the sake of both of us and all of the lessons we've been trying Bad to times and flu <laughs> and trying to all preach, of those things. I will say, and I know we're, we are going to try to cover this topic more specifically later, but I was exposed. I was exposed to the flu. There were three, at least three cases of um, quarantined people who needed to be quarantined from the flu at the conference that I was at. Um, and it wasn't that many people. Um, and I am fine. Like I don't have anything. I also was exposed to nightshades. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I was not going to wait for you. Thanks. I, well, like I hesitated to say something until it had been a couple of days because you know, you can be exposed and then you can get it later. And also nightshades show up for me a few days later, but I cannot speak highly enough of souping. I know it was kind of a joke, um, calling it souping, but daily soup with, you know, lots of veggies and broth did amazing things for my immune system. I 
souping on like a mainstream news article the other day. Right? I'm bringing souping back. Although right? I was like, I just showed my husband. I was like, Stacy started that. I'm ahead. I'm ahead of the curve. More vegetables than a vegetarian. I started that years, years, years ago. It's all right. Um, we all know who, who started the souping trend. But anyway, I just want to say that it. I totally attribute my healthy travels to really focusing on my health before I traveled. And it was our 16th anniversary the day before I traveled. And I had like alcohol and sugar for the very first time in three weeks. And then the next, the following day I got on the plane and and left. And I, um, RC, who was there with me, went on a whole food spread for everybody and got broth so I could have a cup a day in the hotel room. And I also had kombucha and I ha- I took dry mango with me because it's high in vitamin C. And I just feel like, and I had a lot of salads, like there was a lot of California type food. Um, the person who ran the conference was a vegan, so there's there was a lot of greenery um, at all the meals, which is fine. Um, but I just, you know, I wanted to remind people that you can't prevent sickness. Like if you get a cold or you get a flu, like you you know, where this is there's no magical Alien pill. Does not make you superhuman, right. but you can do as much to support your immune system so that you have as good of a shot as possible in defending it. Um, and I also took, I like took, um, I, I hesitate to say this because I feel like I'm going to get a whole bunch of backlash, but we talked about the on guard NIH article and how it kills the flu. Um, and so I had like antiseptic for hand spray that was on guard and I kept spraying it everywhere I went. I was like, <laughs> I was like spraying it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I feel very lucky to have come back and, and feel healthy and well. And I want to protect that. Hang on, hang on. I'm doing it again. Okay. And I want to protect that health and wellness and get some rest. I'm gonna, um, I've had soup multiple times since I've been back and, you know, I feel so good on it. I just want to encourage everybody to, and this is what we're talking about with sustainability, right? Like this is, I didn't just soup for 21 days and then now I'm going to, you know, go, go off the rails. Like it create, you know, it reminded me of how important that is and to sustain that healthy habit. And so I'm excited to come back and to feel good and to jump back into that. So I'm just a ball of positivity today. I feel like maybe a robot or an alien life form took over my body. It's bizarre what's happening. Um, so listeners, here's a big secret. Stacy really actually is like a positive and friendly person. I know she likes to pretend she's all Shh, sh- don't tell. She's not. You can actually hug her and she hugs back. I'm just saying. Just I did. It out there. I actually met a couple of um, people um, while I was out there. And it cracked me up because I like went to hug them when we met. And they were like, are you sure it's okay to hug? And I was like... It's kind of like a persona. I mean, I don't love hugs, but like, I don't reject them either. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you know, you know that someone who knows you well. Yes, exactly. Checking and just trying to give you the out. Yes, I like, need it. You yeah. don't have to hug me. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's yeah. good. All oh, right, we have the best listeners again. Well, 
Thanks for tuning in, everyone, even though it wasn't uh, necessarily a specific topic. But I feel like I feel like maybe it was. Um, I don't know. I think we ended up pulling together something cohesive out of that. <laughs> Leave maybe. it to us. We don't even need an agenda. So we'll be back again next week. I think we've. Um, I'm excited about some of the topics that we've yeah, got, I, I've blub- got bubbling. things lined up for the next few weeks that I think are going to be really exciting. And it just, you know, when we were getting ready to record tonight, we realized neither one of us really had the energy to, to tackle one of those shows tonight. But uh, we will have some great stuff in the next few weeks. I'm looking forward to it. So, listeners, same bat channel, same bat time. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning listening. in. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. You know, the last time Matt set up Skype for me, he actually went in and checked to see if I was lying that you're not listed on my like <laughs> recent call list because he just <laughs> was like, what? And then he comes in and he sees like there's people at the on this list that I haven't talked to in years on Skype, but you're not there. He's like, this is so weird. I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. I, you know, I know how to use computer technologies. I was born in the 19th century. No, 20th century. We like old school fifties Batman music now. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. That will figure it out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.